0: Hi, and welcome to the BSO Podcast, a podcast for young people who desire to achieve self and career mastery. My name is BSO. I will be your mentor, teacher, and leadership coach, and it will be my pleasure to do this journey with you. Hi, it's been two weeks since the last episode. have you been? So this week, I'm going to be speaking about the tips that would help you make your mentoring relationship work. Remember on the last episode, we talked about what mentoring is and what mentoring is not and what it's supposed to do for you. So on this episode, I'm going to be sharing tips on how to make the relationship effective for your career development and self-mastery. The first thing that you need to do is to look for a mentor. Yeah, that's the first step. Look for a mentor. Look for someone that would help you to make that progress that you desire in yourself and in your career. And three things that I would like you to look out for when you're looking for this person. One, this person must be successful. In other words, They must be larger than life and bigger than you. They must have achieved those things that you desire to achieve. They must have excelled in those areas that you want to excel in. Make sure the person is successful and bigger than you. And then one thing that is critical at this point is that this person must be secure in themselves. In other words, you do not just look at the reputation of the person. Try to make some inquiries about the person's private life. Find out, is this person secure in him or herself? Will this person be intimidated by my growth or my success? Is this person continually developing him or herself? So that the more I grow... This person is also growing and will not feel intimidated or insecure by my growth or progress. The second person, second thing rather, that you have to look out for in this person is that this person is an engaged listener. The person must be available to you. The person must be available to you not only with their time, but when they give you their time, they must... Be available to listen to you they must not only talk they must listen to you they must be good listeners and when they listen you need to observe that they get what you're saying because if they do not get what you're saying they may not be able to advise you appropriately and lastly this person asks good questions right this person must be able to ask you good questions You can ask the questions, right? But when you ask them the questions, this person must also be able to ask you great questions. Questions that would bring out those things inside of you that you did not know how to express before. Those things that you wanted to know that you did not know you wanted to know. (laughs) Yes, I'll explain that a little bit later. So this person must have the art of great questions. They must practice it. The person must be good. You know, they must be able to ask great questions. So now let's go back to you. For you, the mentee, you have solved the problem of finding a mentor. So now you have found a mentor and the person has agreed to be your mentor. The next thing you need to do is to remember that you went to look out for this person. You want to learn from this person. You believe this person has stuff to offer you. So you must submit to the person. You must submit yourself to learn from this person. What that means is that you must respect the person. Because really, it is impossible to learn from someone you do not respect. It is impossible to learn from someone that you do not think has something to offer you. You must submit yourself to this person to learn. Remember I said on the last episode that mentoring is not be making yourself subservient to this person. Submission means, okay, you probably may have other ideas of how to go about this thing or what you're trying to do, or you could decide not to do what they are telling you to do, right? Remember, they are not your employer. They don't necessarily have to be your employer. They probably don't have any kind of control over you, so they cannot impose their decisions or their advice on you so submission means that even though you can decide not to do what they're telling you to do you choose to do it you elect to do it right so you must release yourself to submit to this person so that you can learn third you must accept that your mentor is acting in your best interest at all times right? You must accept that whatever they do or whatever they tell you to do is in your best interest. I mean, they want you to grow. They want you to do what they're doing. They want you to get where they are already or they've gone or they've been, right? Whatever they tell you to do, just accept that they are acting in your best interest. Fourth, you must be willing to accept their counsel. It's, you know, this goes back to the second one, which is submission you know if you do not submit to someone you will not be willing to accept their counsel to make the relationship work you must be willing to accept the counsel of the person that you have chosen. Remember, you chose this person, right? Or even if you were part of a mentoring program, you chose the person by going to be part of the program. So you cannot join the program and not take counsel. It just doesn't make sense. So you must be willing to accept the mentor's counsel to make the relationship effective for you and for the mentor because it can be frustrating when somebody is trying to mentor you and you don't take counsel it just makes a nonsense of the entire exercise fifth don't abuse the privileges and opportunities the mentor provides to you don't do it don't abuse the privileges don't abuse the opportunities. That your mentor gives to you if your mentor gives you access to him or her don't abuse it don't call them any time of day don't waste their time don't just go to their workplace don't just appear out of nowhere in their face don't do that right Don't abuse the opportunities they give you. If they give you an opportunity to go with them somewhere, or they give you an opportunity to meet people they know, do not abuse those opportunities. Do not abuse those opportunities. If you do, you're going to make the person feel like you're not worth it, and they would rather not continue with a relationship with you. Sixth. You must pursue your mentor. You have to initiate the pursuit of your mentor. Remember, you need them more than they need you. You went after them in the first place, so they can't possibly be chasing you around. If you have like a shadow of meetings that you have created for your mentoring relationship with this person, do not just not appear. <laughs> You've got to show up. You must show up for your meetings, you must show up for your calls, you must pursue your mentor, make sure that you are wherever they are, because mentoring is really by observation. It is not too much of teaching, it is not as much of teaching as it is by observation. You Get mentored by someone by observing their lives because they are going to be modeling something to you. They are going to be modeling that life that you desire, that thing that you desire, that progress, that level of progress or development that you desire. They will model it and since they are going to be modeling it, the best way to learn is to observe. If you're going to be observing them, you need to chase them. You need to pursue them. You need to try to be wherever they are going to be part-time. If your mentor is going to be speaking somewhere and you are aware, be there. If he's going to be teaching somewhere and you know about it or he tells you about it, show up. For me, what did I do, right? For one of my mentors, I changed church. So that I could be closer to him. So that I could see him all the time. So that I could learn from him more often. For another mentor, I decided to buy his books and devoid as much as possible. For that mentor, I bought every book I knew he had written before I met him. And after I knew about him, after I met him on the pages of his books, I I kept up with his books. In other words, I bought every book he published after I realized that, oh my God, I cannot get enough of this guy. So you need to pursue your mentor. You need to be in their faces. You need to constantly pursue and you must initiate the pursuit. Your mentor does not need you. They're already where they are and they're moving forward. You are the one that needs to be where they are. So they cannot pursue you. You need to initiate the pursuit. Seventh, harness the power of questions. When you have those meetings with your mentor, make sure you ask good questions. In fact, before you go for those meetings, just have your questions written down. No those things that you want to ask what you want to learn from your mentor right apart from observing when you have those meetings when you know it gives you an opportunity to speak to him or to ask him questions honest power of questions because what that does for you is that when you ask great questions you open a well you have ignited your mentor In answering that question that you have asked, you're going to get answers to questions that you have not even asked because they will just keep pouring into you, you know. It it gets me all the time (laughs) when I have a conversation with one of my mentees, you know, when he just calls me and he asks me one question. One question is all he has to ask me. And we could speak for over an hour. And I would answer questions that he did not even Ask me about and there's the power of questions. You must know how to ask questions. That is number seven. Number eight, invest your personal resources in pursuit of your mentor. That goes to back to number six: initiating the pursuit. You have to invest your personal resources. So when I say you pursue your mentor, I told you that I changed church. <laughs> For me, that meant going to a church which was farther than where I was worshiping before and was going to cost me money. Where I was worshiping before, I mean, I could walk there, but when I had to change church because I wanted to pursue my mentor, it meant that I would have to now, you know, expend some resources to get to this new new place of worship and you know the other one I told you I started buying his books that cost me money that cost me my resources so those things I mean those resources I could have expended on something else I I directed them to buying books from my mentor the point is you need to pursue them pursue your mentor with your personal resources if it is going to be to join a mentoring program that is subscription-based join it It's an investment in yourself. You know, you're not throwing the money away. You're investing in yourself and you're going to reap the harvest. Don't think about it like, oh, that money I'm I'm, I'm just giving. They don't need your money. (laughs) Remember, they don't really need you. If it means spending money to maybe join a subscription-based mentoring program to be close to these people, to be able to learn from them, to have an opportunity to ask them questions, by all means. Join. expend your resources in pursuit of your mentor. Then, you must not compete with your mentor. That is a no-no. <laughs> don't compete with your mentor. Yes, they must be secure in themselves, right? But don't compete with your mentor. They have worked hard for so many years to build you know the businesses or the life that they have, they have worked hard to build the network that they have. and you know the interesting thing is they can actually give you all these things without you asking, but you must show yourself worthy. and the way to do that is don't compete with them. Don't do that. You are going better than them. There's no point trying to compete. Lastly, do not take. The advice or counsel of your mentor. Personal. Do not take it personal. Do not take it personal. Because some of the advice might feel like they're attacking you. They are not attacking you. It is that thing that you're doing that is not going to help you get where you need to be that they're dealing with. So when they correct you, when they criticize you, just focus on the lesson. It is not about you. It is about that thing, that weakness, that attitude, that character trait that they see that might destroy you or might not let you achieve the greatness that you're supposed to achieve that they're trying to deal with. So when they criticize you, when they give you counsel, don't take it personal. It's not a personal attack. It is an attack on a So, you must learn to separate yourself from the issue that your mentor is trying to deal with. Focus on the issue. Focus on the lesson that that criticism, that counsel is supposed to give you. And don't take the counsel or criticism personal. Okay, let me just add this. You need to trust your mentor to the point of obedience. Trust your mentor. And that also means trusting the process. Trust your mentor. You chose them. You chose them because you believe they can help you to get where you want to go faster. What's the point of choosing someone to hold your hands, to help you get somewhere faster, and you're not ready to trust them or obey them? That's going to be counterproductive. You need to trust your mentor to the point of obedience. So when they tell you, go do this, or don't do that, or read this, or listen to this, or stay away from this, trust them. Trust them to the point of obedience. This is where I'm going to wrap it up on this episode. If you have any questions, just send me an email at thecoachbso at gmail.com and I'll be glad to answer you. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the BSO Podcast. I hope you found ThoughtShed helpful. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. If you loved the show, please leave a rating so that I can continue to bring you more insightful episodes. You can also follow me on social media at CoachBSO. Until I come back in a fortnight, remember to lead, excel, be accountable, and stay determined.